the world is reaching the tipping point beyond which climate change may become irreversible if this happens we risk denying present and future generations the right to a healthy and sustainable planet the whole of humanity stands to lose said by kofi annan former secretary general of the united nations welcome back listeners to the new episode of talking climate change with yashnegi in this episode we will talk about kyoto protocol and the main difference between kyoto protocol and paris agreement let's get started the kyoto protocol a landmark environmental treaty that was adopted in 1997 at the cop 3 in japan it represents the first time nations agreed to legally mandated country specific emissions reduction targets the protocol which didn't go into effect until 2005 set binding emissions reduction targets for developed countries only on the premise that they were responsible for most of the earth's high level of greenhouse gas emissions the united states initially signed the agreement but never ratified it president george w bush argued that the deal would hurt the united states economy since developing nations such as china and india were not included without the participation of those three countries the treaty's effectiveness proved limited with its target covering only a small fraction of total global emissions the kyoto protocol's initial commitment period extended through 2012 That year at the COP 18 in Doha, Qatar, delegates agreed to extend the accord until 2020 without some developed nations that had dropped out. They also reaffirmed their 2011 pledge from the COP 17 in Durban, South Africa to create a new comprehensive climate treaty by 2015 that would require all big emitters not included in the Kyoto Protocol such as China, India and the United States to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. The new treaty what would become the paris agreement was to fully replace the kyoto protocol by 2020 however the paris accord went into effect earlier than expected in november 2016 let us talk about kyoto protocol's background so the kyoto protocol mandated that industrialized nations cut their greenhouse gas emissions at a time when the threat of global warming was growing rapidly the protocol was linked to the united nations framework convention on climate change It was adopted in Kyoto, Japan on December the 11th, 1997 and became international law on February 16, 2005. Countries that ratified the Kyoto Protocol were assigned maximum carbon emissions levels for specific periods and participated in carbon credit trading. If a country emitted more than its assigned limit, then it would be penalized by receiving a lower emission limit in the following period. Major tenants developed industrialized countries made a promise under the kyoto protocol to reduce their annual hydrocarbon emission by an average of 5.2% by the year 2012 this number would represent about 29% of the world's total greenhouse gas emissions targets though dependent on the individual country this meant each nation had a different target to meet by that year members of the european union pledged to cut emissions by 8% while the united states and canada promised to reduce their emissions by 7% and 6% respectively by 2012 responsibilities of developed versus developing nations so it is a very important topic in kyoto protocol the kyoto protocol recognized that developed countries are principally responsible for the current high levels of greenhouse gas emissions in the atmosphere as a result of more than 150 years of industrial activity as such the protocol place a heavier burden on developed nation than less developed nations the kyoto protocol mandated that 37 industrialized nation plus the eu cut their greenhouse gas emissions developing nations were asked to comply voluntarily 
and more than 100 developing countries including China and India were exempted from the Kyoto Agreement altogether. A particular function for developing countries. The protocol separated countries into two groups. Annex 1 contained developed nations and non-Annex 1 referred to developing countries. The protocol placed emissions limitations on Annex 1 countries only. Non-Annex 1 nations participated by investing in projects designed to lower emissions in their countries. For these projects, developing countries earned carbon credits, which they could trade or sell to developed countries, allowing the developed nations a higher level of maximum carbon emissions for the period. For that period, in effect, this function helped the developed countries to continue emitting greenhouse gas vigorously. The United States involvement. The United States, which had ratified the original Kyoto Agreement, dropped out of the protocol in 2001. The United States believed that the agreement was unfair because it called for industrialized nations only to remit emissions reductions and it felt that doing so would hurt the United States economy. The Kyoto Protocol ended in 2012 effectively, you can call it as half-baked. Global emissions were still on the rise by 2005. The year the Kyoto Protocol became international law, even though it was adopted in 1997. Things seemed to go well for many countries, including those in the European Union. They planned to meet or exceed their targets under the agreement by 2011. But others continued to fall short. Take the United States and China, for example, two of the world's biggest emitters. They produced enough greenhouse gases to mitigate any of the progress made by the nations who met their targets. In fact, there was an increase of about 40% emissions globally, 1990 and 2009. Let us talk about the Doha Amendment. After the first commitment period of the Kyoto Protocol ended in December 2012, parties to the protocol met in Doha, Qatar to discuss an amendment to the original Kyoto Agreement. The Doha Amendment added new targets for the second commitment period from 2012 to 2020 for participating countries during which time parties committed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by at least 18% below 1990 levels. This was short-lived in 2015. All United Nations Framework Climate Change Council participants signed another pact, the Paris Climate Agreement, which effectively replaced the Kyoto Protocol. And now let us talk about the differences between Paris Agreement and Kyoto Protocol. Let us now discuss Kyoto Protocol versus the Paris Agreement. While the Kyoto Protocol and Paris Agreement both set out to address climate change, but there are some key differences between them. Unlike the Kyoto Protocol, which established legally binding emissions reduction targets as well as penalties for non-compliance for developed nations only, the Paris Agreement requires that all countries rich, poor, developed and developing do their part and slash greenhouse gas emissions. To that end, greater flexibility is built into the Paris Agreement. No language is included on the commitment countries should make. Nations can voluntarily set their emissions targets NDCs, and countries incur no penalties for falling short for their proposed targets. What the Paris Agreement does require, however, is the monitoring, reporting and reassessing of individual and collective country targets over time in an effort to move the world closer to the broader objectives of the deal. And the agreement sets forth a requirement for countries to announce their next round of targets every five years unlike the Kyoto Protocol which aimed for that objective but didn't include a specific requirement to achieve it. The protocol established market mechanisms based on the trade of emissions permits. It allowed countries an additional means to meet their targets by way of three market-based mechanisms, International Emissions Trading, Clean Development Mechanism CDM, and Joint Implementation. The mechanisms encourage greenhouse gas 
gases mitigations in the most cost effective ways that is in the developing world the idea was that as long as pollution is removed from the atmosphere it does not matter where it is reduced which stimulated green investments in developing countries and included the private sector to develop cleaner infrastructure and system over older daughter technology an adoption fund was established to finance adoption projects and programs in developing countries that are parties to the protocol in the first commitment period the fund was financed mainly with a share of proceeds from cdm project activities for the second commitment period international emissions trading and joint implementation would also provide the fund with a 2% share of proceeds so how did kyoto protocol work out in 2005 many countries including those in the european union planned to meet or exceed their targets under the agreement by 2011 others such as the united states and china the world's biggest emitters produced enough greenhouse gases to mitigate any of the process made by the countries who met their targets in fact there was an increase of about 40% of emissions globally between 1990 and 2009 so where does the kyoto protocol today In 2016 when the Paris Climate Agreement went into force the United States was one of the principal drivers of the agreement and the President Obama hailed it to as a tribute to American leadership as a candidate for president at that time Donald Trump criticized the agreement as a bad deal for the American people and pledged to withdraw the United States if elected and he did that when he got elected in June 2017 announcing from Rose Garden which brings me to the very last topic in which i will discuss the key takeaways from this podcast so key takeaway number 1 the kyoto protocol is an international agreement that called for industrialized nations to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions significantly key take now key takeaway number 2 other accords like the doha amendment and the paris climate agreement have also tried to curb the global warming crisis key takeaway number 3 today talks begun by the kyoto protocol continued and are extremely complicated involving politics money and lack of consensus this brings me to the end of the episode of talking climate change with yashnegi i hope you like this episode of kyoto protocol and feel free to follow me on twitter at @realyashnegi and any suggestions are welcome to the email id given in the description and thank you very much for your valuable time it really means a lot to me and i will catch you guys up in the next episode of talking climate change with yashnegi thank you